What's in store for your business this week at Staples? Doing business like a CEO while saving like a CFO. Staples has all the supplies you need to run your business like a boss at prices that'll make your bookkeeper smile. Now that is an achievement. Everything from pens to brand spanking new calendars. And right now, 2019 desk pad calendars are just $4.99. So get your business ready for a big year at Staples, where there's a whole lot in store. Valid on SKU 279-6207 and 112.19. Calling all podcasters, musicians, vloggers, and reporters, and everyone else who wants crystal clear recording that's super portable. The Shure Motive family of microphones makes studio quality audio that's as simple as plug and play. Many of the world's top podcasters rely on Shure, and with a Motive line of iOS and USB microphones, portability is now your friend. Imagine being able to get great audio quickly and easily from your phone, tablet, or computer. Simply visit Shure.com slash Motive to start getting great audio for your content now. That's S-H-U-R-E dot com forward slash M-O-T-I-V. Welcome to the Home Bicycle Podcast with your host, Gilquist Boyer, George Bacazzi, and Paul Muser. Let's have a show. So today we're going to be talking about felons and whether they should have the right to vote or not. Paul, you want to get us started with that? All right, yeah. So essentially in all but two states in America, a felon, someone convicted of a felony, must it will not be able to vote for a certain period of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, currently in the nation, we have 6.2 million citizens who cannot vote or hold um, public office because they have been convicted of a felony. That's a significant amount of the population. We have around 350 million people. And like six million people is a lot of people who, I mean, have committed crimes, of course, but they're not like barring them from voting is almost like taking away like a human right or like a right that's given to all Americans. Yeah. And so some states. Um, so, I mean, in the majority of the country, OK, once uh, when you're in jail you're, and you've committed a felony, you, you, don't, you don't have the right to vote. But um, and most of the time, once you're released, once you've served your sentence, you do have the right to vote. You regain that right once you're released from prison, mm-hmm. once you've served your time. The thing is, in two countries, uh, in, two, in two states, sorry, that right um, is, is banned for a lifetime. So basically, even when you're released from prison, even when you've served your sentence for the rest of your life, you cannot vote. And I think I disagree with this. I mean, America was founded with the with, you have like unalienable, unalienable rights, right? Obviously. Mm-hmm. Now, when you go to jail, it's you've done something wrong. You've done a crime and you pay your time. The idea is once you get out of jail, you're a free man. You've com- you've done exactly. your due diligence. You should be able. The goal is that you're able to come back to society and contribute to society fully. So by not giving them the right to vote, it's almost like saying you're less of a person now that you've done this crime, even though you've done your due diligence. You've exactly. Yeah, you would think after after doing your time, after you know paying back paying back to society, you'd think that you'd now be allowed to vote. But it's not the case, and in many cases, it goes past voting. It's you know getting a job is a lot tougher now. Mm-hmm. Working in certain in, in certain industries is a lot tougher. So it's very hard to kind of assimilate back into the society after you've already paid the debt when you know you can't vote and now you you you, you you're disenfranchised mm-hmm. essentially. And a felony can be really. It's not even just like killing someone, or it can be drug violations, right? Selling mm-hmm. drugs that can be mm-hmm. a felony for you. And so a drug dealer, someone who's like living in like i mean a poor area and really has like feels like they have to turn to drugs i mean if it's the only way you can get by and then i mean they do their time and they realize like what they did was wrong and now they want to change they want to get better yeah but they still can't vote they still can't they're seen as less people no but way it gets dicey is that you know in the past marijuana was ranked as you know as mm-hmm. it, was, it was ranked 
in in the same status as you know cocaine as all these heavy drugs mm. in the real sense it's not so having people in the who were convicted of, of a felony of you know with Mm-mm. around marijuana and now they're having to serve time even though a lot of the laws for, of marijuana have you know have been have been have been lessened have been loosened yeah. up yeah. and yeah, so like changing. we're seeing that mm. the way the government perceived marijuana was wrong and it was not it was not accurate mm-hmm. and people got punished because of that but they still have to serve the time and they're still disenfranchised from a flawed system from the beginning well yeah. in and my opinion well this is this is just yeah. me if there's a law and you break it and later the law changes i still think you should do the time and pay the punishment now obviously i don't think anyone who commits a crime should be losing the right to vote at least after they they do their time mm-hmm. and they get out of prison but I still think that that's a valid point, right? People who, I mean, they did crimes that, like, even today aren't even considered yeah. crimes. Yeah. And they're, they're losing they're the right still, to vote. Yeah. They're losing all these things. And uh, so I, and I see this, especially among black black residents in yeah. America, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it increased sevenfold in, in some places for black residents who have, who've committed felonies where they don't have the right to vote. Yeah. <laughs> and so some could consider it's just like, you know, how you need an ID card to vote. Yeah. They could consider this a way of like silencing the black vote. You yeah. Know? Sorry, a little voice crack there. But um, <laughs> back to what I was saying. Sorry, I might have made it seem a bit like I was, uh, you know, justifying uh, selling drugs to get by. Not not exactly that. Obviously, I think it's it's wrong. Shouldn't be doing it. And I mean, should be punished if it's if it's illegal. But I mean, some people. So for example, in this case, Stefan Harbin, he was arrested for selling cocaine. Um, and basically, he was selling cocaine to pay for his tuition for college, which is, I mean, ridiculously expensive in the United States. Mm-hmm. I mean. It's extremely expensive, very, very difficult to afford. And I mean, okay, obviously not a great way. I mean, not, not a good way at all to be, to be trying to get by. But I mean, he lives in Kentucky now. And because of that, he, so he was arrested and put in jail for selling cocaine. And he can't vote for the rest of his life now. So what I man. see here is someone who's trying to better their life. They're yeah. trying to go down the right path. And they feel like they don't have a choice. And they must turn to selling cocaine. Even though... For many, I mean, selling drugs is actually less profitable than getting a minimum wage job, right? Mm-hmm. It's not worth the time. But he he felt like the, that was the only option. Mm-hmm. And I see he wanted to go to college. He wanted to get an education. He didn't want to be in this in this whole circle. It was, it was almost like a way for him to get out. And so obviously I think... But it just pulled him back in. It pulled yeah, him back so, in. I mean, I would think the one thing that really stands out is that the execution of the plan was, you know, wrong. Mm-hmm. If you want money to go to pay for your schooling... Do it ethically. You, I mean. you know, do it, yeah, do it, there's better ways of doing it. But once you're already past that point... I mean, this like, if even if right, let's say he did want, let's say he, he after after you know he has served his time, he wants to make his life better. It's tough because his voice is not heard. Exactly. He does not have the same right as all the other you know all the other citizens of Kentucky do. Mm. He does not have the same rights as the majority of citizens in the United States have the right to vote, and that's an important thing. A lot of times people think you know, uh, and uh, th- are coming around with the midterms actually coming coming around tomorrow, the sixth. Right, you know, you you people w- were always being told vote so your voice can be heard, vote so your voice can be heard. It's very discouraging mm-hmm. when you have served when you have served your, your duty to society and you have you know you you have done what you're supposed to do. Yeah. You did make a mistake, mm-hmm. you have acknowledged a mistake, you've been punished for the mistake, and yet you're not your voice is and, not being heard. And to me, I think this should be something that's on the national level. You mentioned how two states don't allow people yeah the, two the right to vote states, right, yeah. and so I saw this in, in Kentucky actually in 2015. The Democratic, um, the Democratic governor, he issued a thing that that was saying that 140,000 residents who were nonviolent felons were able to get the right to vote va- vote back. And I thought I, I I definitely agree with that policy. I thought it was a great policy. Mm-hmm. But his Republican predecessor, once he came back in, he he issued another executive order reversing that. Exactly. And you see like yeah. these people who are like giving these opportunities and taking them away, and based off where they live, right in America, mm-hmm. right. 
they have different rights just based yeah. off the crimes they committed. And yeah. I think like it should be on a national level. Nonviolent felons, I think, should be given the right to vote once they get out of jail. Mm-hmm. And I mean, violent felons. I mean, that's another question, but I still think they should have the right to vote because they did their time, yeah. they paid their penance, and I'd hope they'd be rehabilitated and to be able to reintegrate into society and be constructive members, right? Yeah, and I mean, this kind of reminds me of another problem in our country. I think just the prison system in general, I mean, what does this really show us? Mm. I mean, obviously, we, we know now and like we've compared ourselves to other countries, and we see that our prison system, which we have a huge issue with, um, first of all, Basically, it's focused around punishing, not really rebuilding. It's all private. It's yeah. all for money. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. I mean, and, and I mean, what are you showing these people when you're just saying, okay, you've been punished, you served your time, and then you don't even have the rights of a normal citizen? And I mean, like, you don't you don't have a voice when you're entering society again. I mean, that mm-hmm. that just shows that really our prison system isn't trying to basically it's make these, It should be rehabilitation. It's yeah. not. It's a punishment. It's really mm-hmm. like, and it, it, I mean, it really ruins your life. And I've you heard can, examples. You can't get a good job later. You don't have a voice. I mean. And I've heard examples of people getting out of jail and, like, the warden telling them, like, oh, I'll see you, like, in a year. I'll see you. In the... And it, it really goes off on this thing where, like, if you get into jail, it's almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy. You're going to get back there, right? Because when you're yeah. a felon, people are, people don't want to hire a felon, right? Mm-hmm. It's people tough. Don't, and people don't... who do want to, it's tough to get It's them. very, very tough. It's and not, actually, you know, not many... I think you can get money from the government for hiring felons. I'm not, I'm not sure exactly how that works. It probably depends on the state. But people don't want to hire felons. People don't want to hire people who have criminal records. And this just adds on to this loop where people who go to jail, get out of jail, and the only option they have is to turn right back to crime and get because, right I mean, back into jail. No and if you're not even money. given this voting right, like, how are you even an American citizen, right? Exactly. How can you even be considered an American? How can you, be like, consider yourself a contributing member of society when you can't even express your opinion in society constructively through voting? Mm-hmm. And uh, this is mostly felt in, in the young African-American community. Sadly, you know, it's, it's mostly the young African-American men who are, you know, they, f- they make bad decisions, fall into the prison system, and it ends up ruining their lives because you know you right you, you you came up from nothing you had to make make questionable decisions to make to get money and then you know you get caught up in the system and then now leaving is hard because right if they release you on right if you want to get out on bond you have to afford that money somehow yeah. if you if you get released on probation you still have to meet up with your officer every once in a while mm-hmm. and that costs money so I've heard stories where people get released on probation and they have to meet up with their officers. And they have to commit crime to afford money to go pay the officer because you know you still have to pay that. So this, 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 this seems like it's a horrible cycle. It's this a kind of just loop ties into the in. to the whole you know prison prison reform and yeah. how like how messed up the prison system is in the United States. Mm. It's punishment, not rehabilitation. Mm. And we're seeing this. It's hard. It's very hard. And even we see this in school, right? When um, I work on an after school program, and they always say if a student does something that they're not supposed to do, rather than you know you know like leaning over them and tell them you did something wrong, you're in trouble, you're in trouble. Con, you know, pick mm-hmm. out some positives, and a constr- it's constructive criticism. Yeah, yeah. this is not. Mm-hmm. This is not. This is yeah, saying, all right, you served mm-hmm. your time, you have paid your due to society, but mm-hmm. hey, we're not gonna let you vote. That's that's yeah. yeah know, I mean, it's, it's hard. you see, even in some schools, you can see this issue too, where. I mean, no, actually in schools you see it less where they're more lenient. They always want to teach you. They always want to make it better for you. Mm-hmm. But then once you get, get out into the, I mean, people would say the real world, you do a crime, they're not going to be as lenient. They're not going to yeah. give you second chance. Like second chances don't come as easily because what you're doing is worse. It has a yeah. bigger effect. And so it's, it's tough, mm-hmm. right? But I think it, the prison system should definitely be focused on rehabilitation much more. But this is not a second chance. More. This is your right as yeah. an American. Right? Mm-hmm. This is your right as exactly. an American. Exactly. 
And it's, it's and I'm you surprised that I haven't seen this on on, on, any, on any national TV, right? This should mm. be covered. This, I feel like this is something, especially around you know the midterms, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone's saying get out there and vote, get mm-hmm. out there and vote, let your voice be heard. I haven't heard anyone say get I out there. I think there, there should almost be like know. a new amendment for it, this. It should, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. It, it really should be because again, the the whether or not the the felons did what they did, that's I mean they, they paid they their time. Served, they did if, their if time. They mm-hmm. paid your time. That's technically that's that should be saying that all right, you acknowledge your mistake. You've been punished, or you mm. have worked to fix to you know to not make that mistake again. Then mm. why it should be equal footing for yeah. everyone at that the point. The judge doesn't say when he puts you in jail, you're supposed to be three years in jail, and then also you lose your right to vote for the rest of your life. Yeah. Says, the you judge says, I mean, your punishment is three years in jail. That's your punishment. Why? Why is this added on as well? I mean, there's so many other barriers that are added to a felon who wants to get back and do the right thing and really. Just get back into the real world. Yeah. I mean, this is just an extra thing that yeah. is not necessary. And um, back to Gil, you were mentioning, you know, your after-school program and how instead of a slap on the wrist, you're supposed to basically, you know, explain to the student what they did wrong and kind of like talk them through it and how they can, you know, improve for next time. I mean, we've also seen this, you know, like like we said, you know, teachers, how n- nowadays, you know, they try to basically be more constructive instead of just giving a slap on the wrist. I mean, you know, 50 years ago, it wasn't the same thing at all. Teachers were much stricter. I mean... At some point, be- teachers were still allowed to hit students and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I feel like our teacher, our system with teachers and education and schooling has progressed so much in the in the in, the, in a while. I mean, I don't understand why our prison system has just been stuck been, for a while. Yeah, and, and it, it just if, it really if, hasn't progressed at all. If changed. anything, it's going to the worst because now prison prisons are becoming a, they're becoming private. They're becoming a private industries. Mm. You can own a prison and you can be get paid by the government to house prisoners. You I mean, it's sad that you can profit off of it. I mean, things move slow on the national level. And then the state level, if you have a state that's pretty rather conservative, rather, yeah, it's tough not to much rely. is going to happen. It's tough to rely, it's, it's tough to rely on the state. And then the national level, I mean, is it's just always slow. But it's I mean, always behind. It's I mean, I'd rather see behind. stuff happening on the state level than nothing. Yeah, I mean, that's I mean, where that's where everything yeah, starts. Exactly. Then, I mean, nothing, I mean, most of the time, things don't just happen right, right off the bat on the national level. I mean, it has mm-hmm. to start somewhere. But I mean, yeah, also, you know, you mentioned like private companies starting to own prisons and stuff like that. I mean, it kind of, it's kind of sad just the thought that, you know, basically you rely on people doing bad to make money. Mm-hmm. That's a very And sad. I mean, why rehabilitate someone? Why put all this effort into making someone better if you're a private prison? When really, if you don't rehabilitate them, if you just make the prison system so that they pay, they do their time and they don't get any benefit or any, like, mm-hmm. anything from that, from that system, you're just going to get them back again. So it, it's a loop where... The private sector is not incentivized yeah. to make to make you be a better person when you get out of jail. Now the public, now if if the, if it was run on by the government, right? And I mean that might be less efficient. This is what you'll see, right? Mm-hmm. The government doesn't want you back there because then they have to pay for exactly. you to go to jail again. Yeah. The private sector is getting money from the government and they want to make a profit off of that. Yeah, I mean it's so, it's, it's, it's competition basically. Yeah. It's literally like capitalism working with the prison system mm-hmm. i feel like those two really <laughs> should not be working together because i mean basically you're just trying to make prisons more competitive right yeah. i mean at the, the end more of the day you keep the more money you make exactly at the end of the day you're just trying to make the more crazy to the think about money, mm-hmm. But. Mm-hmm. all right our next topic is about a thousand google workers in san francisco have swarmed into a plaza in front of um in, in front of the city's historic uh, ferry building. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. this is part of a worldwide uh, protest employee um, um protest employees are staging um they're, they're staging a protest against Google's handling of um, sexual misconduct claims. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so you're seeing this where they're, they're saying women's rights are workers' rights. And so essentially, they think that there is some unfair pay at Google. I'm not sure how they did. We don't know the specifics about, I mean, the inequity in Google's pay. But they also believe that um, 
there's forced arbitration for sexual harassment claims, and they, they want to get rid of that as well. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, makes sense to me, I mean, at least. If, if you were working at this company and you're hearing about all this, I feel like that'd be extremely frustrating, especially as a woman. Um, and mm-hmm. I think it's right. I mean, obviously, you have the right to protest, and they're exercising that here. And I don't know. I feel. Do you guys feel like this is appropriate and appropriate? Of course, it's appropriate. Yeah. It's very appropriate because, like, again, with the Me Too movement mm-hmm. being, I mean, I, I I get the feeling that it's kind of. I haven't mm-hmm. been hearing about it that much, which mm-hmm. is which is not good, obviously. But I well, think I mean, this is no, I, no we've been here. It's for sure I, been in the I news. I mean, com- compared to the past, I'm thinking uh, like around last year. You know, I think they've been focused February, around January, Kavanaugh. Like I, I've, I, besides Kavanaugh, I haven't really been. It hasn't mm-hmm. been on the front line as as I, as I would like it to mm-hmm. be. It's out there, mm-hmm. but in comparison to you know last December, last January, last February, that's when I was really hearing about it. Yeah. But I feel like this is kind of like it's it's a reawakening that this stuff is still going on. Just because you don't hear about it every single day, uh, it's still going on. I'd like to define what forced arbitration is because I think that might be unclear to some people. If if someone is has forced arbitration at Google, that means they waive their rights to be able to sue or participate in a class action lawsuit against Google for sexual harassment or anything. So this is essentially Google saying like, I mean, if there is something fishy going on, you can't do anything about it's it, right? It's a non-disclosure agreement. It's, it's it, very, very It's where they're saying if, if a problem arises, we're going to control it in-house and we're going to take care of it in-house. We're not going to let it get out of hand because they don't want a lawsuit, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I think this is very bad because in, in, in my opinion, I, I think this goes against the whole point of the Me Too movement and everything that they go for because they, mm-hmm. they believe if they're getting harassed, right? I mean, if they should be through harassed, the government. Yeah, the right. government, mm-hmm. I mean, is going to decide the best punishment for that. Yeah, but the, but the way Google has handled this in the past has just been it's been horrendous, right? We have Andy Rubin, who's um who's creator of Google Android software, Android software. I mean, Andy Rubin, he I mean, he got a ninety million uh, reverence package in twenty fourteen. Mm-hmm. For sexual claim, for sexual allegations, mm-hmm. so they allegedly, they, they, I mean, they are like. I mean, they, Ruben has denied this, but I mean, th- this is what people think, right? It's, it's a little fishy yeah, when, it's yeah, right, yeah. when you get paid, you know, a ninety million dollar reverence package, right? Severance package in in twenty fourteen. Mm-hmm. Even though they're saying it, it, it's it, there, there isn't. It's he, he has denied it in the past. He has denied it, but it's it's just a little fishy that he does that. Mm-hmm. And if this is a way that um, Google reacts to sexual assault claims and and sexual allegations. Then that's probably that's not very that's not a conducive environment for women who who go through this stuff yeah. in the workplace. And I mean, it's kind of interesting to me how all these huge, you know, bill, I mean, more than billionaire companies are basically have, they basically have this facade where they try to show the public, oh, you know, we're pro the Me Too movement, we're pro all of this uh, feminism movement, we're against all these sexual abusers stuff like this, and then you're seeing all this behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. I mean. Are they? Do they? I mean, that just shows me that they don't even believe in what they're talking I mean, about for the whole Me Too. For movement. the severance package, I mean, if you fire someone, you're supposed to give them severance, right? It's for their mm-hmm. time. But what he did, right? He was accused of sexual assault. Google believed what the allegations were were credible, and they decided to fire him. And then they gave him ninety million dollars. It's almost like he got a yeah, big payday. Exactly. He got a payday essentially for getting fired he got by a Google. Big payday yeah. for getting and fired. I mean, ninety million. It's like almost <laughs> like rewarding it. And I, I, I see why like mm. you'd give someone who's worked at your company a long time money for their work because you're firing them. But still, I, it's fishy. And I don't. I don't. I don't yeah. like it. And I mean, especially the forced arbitration thing. Do you guys think? Mm-hmm. Do you guys think this is a negative? This affects the, the um the Me Too movement in a negative manner, or do you think they're still going to continue? going on strong um i think it only fuels the fire i don't know yeah that i was thinking the same thing i mean this might just motivate people to go out there and see that there's obviously still a big problem you know even like when they saw that things have been quieting down a bit that might have been a signal to some people oh i mean maybe things have stopped clearly i mean clearly not 
So I think that this could just motivate people to get out there more and give people the courage to get out there if they didn't have it before. What do you think? Well, what I think is like, I, I think this is really good because what, well, not, not, let me go more into specifics. You see a thousand Google workers walking out, right? Mm -hmm. That shows that really they have a choice, right? If they think something's wrong, they can decide not to stand for it, right? They're not just listening to Google saying, oh, you want forced arbitration? Okay, you want this, right? They're standing up to the big companies and they're really saying like, yeah. we think we deserve these rights. And it's, it, I think it's a really good way of expressing yourself, right? You're, you're walking out, right? You're showing them like, we're not going to work until you fix this. And I, I think mean, it's, it's just yeah, especially just like the number of people that I've been showing mm -hmm. up. That just shows how much support there is for the program. But I think it's it's better when it starts at such a large scale, so that small companies can look at this and say, you know, they, they can. It, 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 I think it's a it, it's a snowball effect. It's it's, it's mm -hmm. a snowball effect because rather than starting from small companies and moving up, starting from bigger companies, I think it's going to be much easier for small companies to realize whatever they're doing, if they're doing anything fishy, and if they're mm -hmm. not really treating their their sexual allegations, sexual and sexual assault claims in a responsible manner then, you know, uh, employees are going to walk out and employees and are going to stand up for what they believe and, you know, they're not going to handle What I see here is this is actually Google, right? Google's known as one of the most, I mean, probably progressive. It's Silicon Valley, right? It's mm -hmm. one of the more progressive areas. Mm -hmm. Their campus is known to be amazing for everyone, right? They have an amazing campus for where they work at. And what you're seeing is even Google, who people would probably say is like a model company, mm -hmm. still has these issues. So if, if Google has issues like this with forced arbitration, which I'm assuming is is present in many companies, it's widespread, right? Yeah. And it, yeah, it's a definitely. way for them to cover themselves so that they don't get lawsuits. But I mean, pe women and people don't want to stand for that anymore. If they think something's wrong in the company, they want to be able to have power. They, the power needs to be in the hands of the, the workers, not just the company. Mm -hmm. All right, we have one more topic left for today. And um, Paul, you want to start us off? Yeah, so essentially our last topic is about the FDA, and they recently okayed a powerful opioid pill as a alternative to IV painkillers, right? All right. And I mean, this new drug is 10 times stronger than fentanyl, which is already up to 1,000 times stronger than morphine. <laughs> so if you don't know about fentanyl, it's that drug that has been ravaging, you know, mm -hmm. it's been ravaging people's lives. It's, um, it's been... It's 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 the I mean it's it's new to the streets technically and mm -hmm. but the issue it's it's been laced with Xanax so the it's fentanyl as 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 a drug itself is extremely dangerous but what what makes fentanyl even worse is that it's 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 um it's you, it's found everywhere you know in Xanax in all this small in in, in drugs all over the place so. Um, the dealers are co it, it's contaminated. Mm. It's, it's contaminated into the in the, into the the stream mm. of drugs, mm. and that makes it super dangerous. So, so you might be you know taking Xanax, but it might be laced with fentanyl, and you know which that, is very and that's scary. how um, um, yeah. a, a musician. Well, you should died take neither. But you, you uh, should take neither. But the issue is you know unless um, you're sick. One of the musicians, his name was I think Lil Peep, right? Yeah. Yeah, Lil Peep. Mm -hmm. He passed away you know tragically last year over was a fentanyl um, overdose. He was you know taking Xanax, but. There ended up being had fentanyl what in I see, it, which led which is to scary. I mean, how strong fentanyl is. And I'm not I'm not aware of any real illness where you need something much more powerful than fentanyl. And what I'm seeing is if if this drug really comes out into the market, they're saying it would be very tight restrictions, right? Whereas the people to get it, they'd have to like there's a lot of ropes and hoops they have to go through. But what we're seeing is drugs like fentanyl. I mean, they still have high restrictions, right? Mm -hmm. And the way it's getting out isn't. I mean, from the Mexican border, I think it's from really people who are prescribing it Inside that are country. selling it yeah. Yeah. outside of, I mean, where it should be sold. Yeah. And so course. what you're seeing is if this drug gets allowed, I mean, 
it's going to get out into market somehow. Yeah. And it's going to it's going to get out into the black market and then I mean it's just going to make this opioid ep- epidemic even worse for right. the people who so, are already in I mean it. they are saying that this drug will not be available for drug stores but if you go to see by fentanyl but somehow it finds its way in the streets mm-hmm. so it's like not you know not being able to go buy it at CVS or Rite Aid doesn't necessarily stop it from you know mm-hmm. finding its way down finding its way down to young people yeah. so and that's that's an issue like why are we putting out more drugs exactly when we're already struggling yeah. with, with we don't exactly we already have, have already. like such a massive drug problem huge problems with addiction and all this stuff we were talking about also our episode uh, with the lottery how people just use all, all, all of, they use up all of their money on drugs and stuff like mm-hmm. that. I mean, why introduce something so much stronger? I mean, is there really even a need for this? And but this drug also contains some fentanyl, which is found in fentanyl. So it, it does contain some some ingredients that are found in fentanyl. So it seems very, it's 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 related to fentanyl and it's yeah. more powerful than fentanyl. So I don't. I don't, I don't, I don't understand why we need this drug. And actually, this relates to something else. The Department of Defense actually helped fund this drug because they wanted something that they could give to soldiers so that they could get back into the battlefield really quickly. Mm-hmm. And actually, I found this interesting because I've heard stories of soldiers who actually go into battle, go into war, and they're given drugs, right? Mm-hmm. And then when they come back, they're addicted. Yeah. And so I, I don't even know if, if, if you'd want that for the soldiers in the military because not. i mean it can ruin the lives of the soldiers and they're it actually the and they're sacri- they're sacrificing they're giving them they're giving themselves to the government and saying we we want to fight for the government we want to make america yeah. safe and then you're giving them these drugs which on top of the risk they're putting on themselves is putting a risk even if they survive to really have issues besides ptsd among other things yeah and i mean and this addiction. is this goes with the problem with homeless veterans that we already have and the va which i mean hasn't really been helping that out we need, much you, we need reform for that yeah. so it seems like this is it's 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 adding to a problem that already it's adding to multiple problems that already exist mm-hmm. and it's not like this you know it, it's gonna it's not like there's a, a revolutionary drug it's really not this um this the new drug offers about the same amount of pain relief as um iv morphine so mm-hmm. there there is an alternative that already exists which is it's IV not re- it's not revolutionary that's for sure. Oh, that's no, for it's sure. not. It's, yeah. it's, there's already an alternative to it, but mm-hmm. this is just more powerful, which yeah. right, a little counterintuitive. Yeah. And when I it's a pill, it's, it's and worse. And it's a pill, it's even worse. Because right? you can get it out really easily. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just, yeah, I don't see, honestly, I really don't think this makes sense at all. Just so, so many problems, like we said. I mean, just the possibility for this drug getting into the streets, the soldiers... I mean, it just doesn't make sense to me. I, I don't understand the thought process. For but this. no matter how tightly it regulated, right? With fentanyl, it was extremely regulated, but we saw people started making it. Now, companies in China were making these drugs. That was a big issue mm-hmm. for quite some time. Companies are there, right? It's I mean, it's 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 a it's a chemical it's a, it's a chemical equation, mm-hmm. right? If you can if you can if you can get the equation and if you can get the ingredients, you can make it. So companies in China were making fentanyl in the past, and I'm afraid, right? If this drugs go if if this drug goes out there, it is gonna be it's gonna, gonna be, be reproduced, easy. Really it's gonna reproduced, made. and the the pill's going to be abused. It's going to be over, be in other, be in other over-prescribed, other and it's just it's just unnecessary. So I, the company that's opinion. making this pill is, is expecting um, the pill to be available next year at a price of $50, 50 to $60 a pill. So, it, right, um, as of now, it's this is it's And this is what forward. you're seeing. It's all about the profit. It's, it's all about the bottom line, right? Mm-hmm. Is this Big pill really necessary? Right. Does the FDA need to approve it? No, but it's going to give a lot of money to this I mean, pharmaceutical this company. Right, the lobbying. Mm-hmm. Everything. We, we, I mean, we can't say for sure that. I mean, the money that I mean this company gave to mm-hmm. officials in the government or officials who run campaigns actually helped, but it, it mm-hmm. could have. And like, it, it's just the the whole pharmaceutical industry in America is just fishy. I mean, how much money do they give to campaigns and candidates? Mm-hmm. It, 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 there's so many different companies, including oil companies, that also do this. And I mean, 
that's why the voter system, the voter system, mm -hmm. I, I don't like how it worked. And for someone who's already poor and addicted to this drug, I mean, 50 or $60 a pill, that's... Seems not, pricey. Not easy on the wallet, for sure. If you're addicted and, I mean, you're poor and you, it's very difficult I mean, how much will it be on the black market? Mm -hmm. Well, that's another question and as if, well. And if it's cheaper, what else is in there? Because that's what's happening. Exactly. That's, that's, yeah, that was the yeah. big issue with, the, with, with Xanax mixed in with, with fentanyl. People wanted cheaper Xanax. An easy way to get um, the same effects for Xanax is add fentanyl. There's compromise. Add fentanyl, sure, of it becomes a lot dangerous because you don't you don't really know the dosage. It's risky. Mm. Piece of advice: probably don't, you don't want to go into the drug mm. you know area of <laughs> that's what. You know, but yeah, I can only say that because I'm not there. But you know, you know things I mean, happen. Of course, when you're happen. sick, you feel pain, right? Mm -hmm. The drugs can be an easy fix, right? It, something that's really messed up is that when you go to the doctor. I'm not afraid to go. Like, I mean, I will go to the doctor, but now I'm afraid, like, I have to make sure, yeah. like, what exactly are you prescribing me? What exactly are you giving me? And you me want to be wary of exactly, I mean, how much they tell you to take. Like, I, I want to be able to go to my doctor and be able to trust exactly what he says. But, but I feel stories. like, I mean, there are stories of people who go to their doctors, they get prescribed opiates, I mean, a good they get addicted, ours, and then they can't ours. get off of it. I mean, a good friend of ours experienced this. He broke his collarbone and was prescribed opiates. I mean, obviously, he didn't accept, but I mean... For someone who probably, who, so I mean, possibly... Freshman in high school, right? Yeah, we're, first we're, of all, yeah, we're, freshman, we're, freshman in high school. Freshman year in high school, right? Yeah, this was our freshman year. But also, I mean, let's say someone isn't as educated on it or doesn't know necessarily the, the dangers of, like, addiction of opiates. Or I even mean, if they trust their doctor, right? They, yeah. You're you thinking, know I know this guy. Right? I mean, this I guy trust has him. He, he has a degree. He of, took, what, yeah. uh, I mean, seven, right? nine, ten years? A lot of years of education. And I'll feel better. I mean, I won't feel pain. You won't feel the pain. And then they get addicted and... Really, they'll turn it's to anything to get spiral. it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a bad spiral. But it's messed up that we're in this situation in the first place. You know, we really yeah. shouldn't be in this situation. And the worst is it affects the poor and the uneducated. And when you see that, it means they're going to spend all their money on exactly. the PAs. And it's just it's just a loop. And it's The most vulnerable terrible. people here are just getting the worst out of it. It's mm. very unfortunate. No, but it's not only that. It actually, with, with these, with, um, with, with, um, with, with prescription drugs, they also end up affecting the rich mm -hmm. too. So mm -hmm. this is like, yeah. you know, some drugs are, you know, they'll mostly like, you know, they'll mostly really ravage, you know, the poor, the poor community. But with drugs like this, we're seeing like New Hampshire, uh, mm -hmm. parts of Massachusetts, mm -hmm. right? These states where, which you look at, you know, Connecticut, states where, you know, well off to do, they're in the Northeast, good states, you know, good states. But, you, you know, you look at them like that and this, this is the Huge state where people I mean, there's poor drunk. areas everywhere. There is poor areas. Of course, yeah. But these are... Relatively, know, wealthy states, yeah, relatively, yeah. Well, relatively wealthy Relatively well-doing states. You know, states doing well. You wouldn't expect that. But you see it everywhere. But yeah. you're seeing, of course, you're seeing yeah. it everywhere. It's the poor, it's the rich, it's everyone, you know? Mm -hmm. You... you Right, you, you get injured at work and then mm. they prescribe this to you and then you know a few months later you realize oh All wait of a sudden, you know yeah you're stuck on a drug <laughs> so it, it's messed up but you know I, I, don't, I don't see the need for this I don't mm. see the need for mm. this I, but, think, I just think it makes things worse yeah uh, but I think this kind of I think it's, it's a, it, it, it kind of just highlights right, what exactly it's, it's happening with, um, with, with the lobbying and how mm. actually it's, it's affecting people a lot and of what are our priorities what are, what are our priorities right as, as a representative for a state you know mm. right what are your priorities? If you're being bought out by Big Pharma, then that's not good. You're not doing your job. But I think that's been it for sure. Yeah. Thank you for joining us. And actually, big. one thing I'd like to say is the midterm elections are coming out. Make yep. sure you go out and vote. Yeah. Show yeah, your vote. opinion. I mean, a felon can't. You can. You have this opportunity that is given mm -hmm. to you by make America, right? Don't make just vote, though. Make a yeah, good no, decision. No. Just vote. Make a good decision. <laughs> don't just vote. I'm not telling you what the good decision is, but I think you should yeah. make a good decision. I would say informed decision. Informed. A good decision. Yeah. I don't do a bit of research before, and I mean, at the end of the day, 
Whatever you whatever good decision is to you, make it. Yeah, <laughs> whatever it. good decision. Do what you believe is right. Yeah, do whatever do whatever you believe is going to benefit you as an individual. Yeah. yeah. Or, or, and, society and, as whole. or society yeah, as a whole. Or society as a whole. But you know, yeah. So make it a dream that will benefit you. Go out there and vote. It's important, you know. As you can see, people don't have a voice. Mm-hmm. It seems like it's, you know, right. Some people, you tell them to go vote. Like, why does that matter? It's only one person. Mm-hmm. It actually matters. Because mm-hmm. if you get one of a lot of people, then it's, it's And even people exactly. people think because of the, I mean, obviously this isn't a presidential election, but because of the electoral college, someone voting in Massachusetts we'll doesn't, up, doesn't affect anything, yeah, right? We'll affect you later because it's going to be, it, the state's probably going to be blue. But it, it shows <laughs> that when you go out and vote, it shows that like a lot. If it, if it's a blowout, it shows that a lot of people mm-hmm. believe this, and it's gonna it's gonna make the way people. I mean, the way candidates address their own state, right? Mm-hmm. They're gonna address their state differently. Yeah. So go out there, whatever party you lean towards, whatever you do. Hey, do your thing. Go out there and vote. Yeah. Go out there and vote. That's the most. We need more voters thing. this year. Right. We we sure. kind of messed up. Uh, Twenty sixteen. People <laughs> didn't go out and vote. However yeah. you however you felt about that, people did not, and not mm-hmm. enough people went out and vote. So we don't want to do that What is it, 50-60% for a presidential election? Right, which is that's that's low. Very low. I mean, I mean, it's lower than I'd expect. Yeah, lower so than I'd we, want it yeah, to be. So we want to we wanna go up there, vote, make terms very important, you know. Yeah. That's what our founding fathers thought. Let your voice be heard. Exactly. Let your, yeah, people, right. People, people lost their lives for this. At least go out there and vote. You know, that's that's important. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you for joining us again. Oh, before before we go, obviously, check out uh, www.humblepodcast.org. Again, that is www.humblepodcast.org. Podcast with an S. Podcast plural, obviously. Yeah, it's, it's with an no, S. And it's it we have org. a major, a big selection of podcasts, different podcasts, not yeah. just this one. And guess what? We're, we keep growing. So you're, you're going to find something there that, you, that interests you. We have sports, all that stuff. Anything mm-hmm. you're interested in, go There's check some it merch, out. Some merch, some pretty cool looking stuff. We get yeah. some hoodies, some... You can rep us anywhere you go. You know, great material. Printed and designed in the United States. Of course. That's a big seller. Kentucky, actually. Kentucky, actually, yeah. right? Printed <laughs> and designed in Kentucky. Maybe we should relocate. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank you for joining us. It's been your host, Gil Christian Boyle. George Bacazzi. And Paul Muser. <laughs> Make every morning a 10. Because your commute, your mornings, your weather, your stories are our passion. NBC 10 Boston. Boston's 10. Take 10 for Boston's 10. Take LaToya and Krista to go. Take live streaming news every morning. Take 10 and see what's happening no matter where you are. Download the NBC 10 Boston app today. Boston's 10. News to go. Calling all podcasters, musicians, vloggers, and reporters, and everyone else who wants crystal clear recording that's super portable. The Shure Motive family of microphones makes studio quality audio that's as simple as plug and play. Many of the world's top podcasters rely on Shure, and with a Motive line of iOS and USB microphones, portability is now your friend. Imagine being able to get great audio quickly and easily from your phone, tablet, or computer. Simply visit Shure.com slash Motive to start getting great audio for your content now. That's S-H-U-R-E dot com forward slash M-O-T-I-V.